Welcome to the Pleasure Temple, the latest adventure produced by Adventures of Grief Girl. Join me, Dianaya, and Teresa Walker, and a host of other spectacular human beings in an exploration of grief, sexuality, relationships, love, and life. Journey with us as we discover what it means to be fully present in our bodies and leading our lives with pleasure. This content is explicit in nature. As always, moderate your motherfucking selves and get your kids. It's time to learn and fully expand into a conscious movement to break down stigmas and taboos regarding women's bodies, sex, pleasure, parenthood, and creating the relationships of your dreams. We are so excited to share all of the beautiful conversations with you. You can follow us on Instagram at the underscore pleasure temple. You can also follow me at adventures of grief girl and at grief after dark. Welcome to the pleasure temple. Hey everybody, welcome to the Pleasure Temple. We are back for our third episode. This is kind of surreal a little bit, but uh, yes, we are jumping in this week with conversations about spirituality and shadow work and whatever else we happen to (laughs) get into because we go off on our things. Hi. Hello, this is Teresa. How you doing, Miss D? (laughs) Hey, I'm doing well, doing well. You know, we had our little check-in before we're starting. You know, life is life around here. Life be life, <laughs> Don't it? Like, just, just it don't stop. It, it it never stops. It never stops. You know, we left off on our last um, session just with the the ideas of what we were going to speak of today, spirituality, shadow work, and the random topics that pop pop up and we go off on tangents. But in opening this, speaking with the um, preparing for this session, I got to thinking about and have thought about a lot um, about spirituality, um, religion. Mm -hmm. I born in the south of course raised I, I don't say it like of course like it's a no-brainer but at one point it was <laughs> a no-brainer here in the United States to be devout Christian um however empirical data all of these research has come out over the last several years and in particular I think the latest data came out this year that illustrates that people are leaving the church in droves across different denominations, particularly um, a Christianity, which can encompass like Catholicism, Southern Baptist, Evangelical, so in that branch of things. And now in that same research that I'm speaking of, more people are deeming themselves spiritual. I mm-hmm. deem myself spiritual, um, I have for years, I don't consider myself a Christian at all. Um, and I think about my my evolution from that. And mm-hmm. the my main, the basis of my main evolution is to get away from the religiosity of religion. Right? Mm-hmm. It, it just right. seemed like it was just very narrowly construed, um, particularly as I start branching out 
into the world and living life and getting to know myself and what what I am made of and what is being added and taken away on a daily basis, meeting different people, exploring different cultures as I branch off from home. And so my spiritual evolution to my ancestral altar, um, a little bit of shadow work, a lot of energy work over the last several years, laid my foundation for my spiritual journey and my spirituality identification card. Right. And how do you think that has sat on top of how you enjoy yourself or how you receive pleasure or how you give pleasure? Like just the fact, like just the religion and how you see yourself and also how you engage with pleasure or, you know, and in this instance, I am talking about sexual pleasure. Um, and, and sometimes even pleasure in general, because, you know, we have that, that thing of you have to be suffering in order to be good. Um, you have to be like constantly like just giving of everything and, and practically die for somebody else in order to be godly or whatever the fuck ever it is. Um, this martyrdom. All of, all of those things. How do you think that that has affected who you've been versus who you are now and the decisions that you are able to make? Um, I, I will speak from, I definitely will speak on a topic of um, sexuality, um, sexual freedom, um, but I will speak more wholly. And when I say holy, not holy in H-O-L-Y, holy, H-W, wait, W-H-O-L-E. Um, I love more freely. Mm-hmm. Um, I am a lot more accepting of differences mm-hmm. without being overtly critical of people, mm-hmm. uh, everybody criticized, um, but I really, really, really try to give people the benefit of the doubt. And mm-hmm. that, um, I, I, I definitely grew up, you know, the promises is in the afterlife, you keep on, there is no life without suffering. And of course, life does come with challenges, life does come with suffering, but I, I just flat out, refuse to believe that I am not to experience joy while I am physically here. Amen. <laughs> you know, and, and I love, I believe in a higher being. I believe in a higher being. I elevate myself to that, you know, um, mm-hmm. I have altars I and I take elements from different religious sets. You know, I have Buddha, I have Samaye, Contemplate, I have the Bible, you know, I have plants, I have stones, I have crystals, I have incense, I am bringing all of what I believe works in our better good. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> and um, at my evolutional way allowed me sexually to become freer as I mm-hmm. channel 
myself to release certain ideals I may have or um, other ideas that have been placed on me are, are these that I have fought against, right? You know, a lady mm-hmm. doesn't do this and a lady doesn't do that. And a lady, you know, blah, blah, blah. You carry yourself a certain way. And I, I am not immune to that, you know, because I, I like carrying myself a certain way. But just because I like carrying myself in this ultra feminine way doesn't mean she blew across the street or whoever. <laughs> Shouldn't carry themselves. She blew across the street. Yeah. And she blew across the street is just another person randomly I'm just calling out. Um shouldn't carry themselves in a manner on which they carry themselves. Carry yourself in a manner in which you are comfortable in your skin. Right. And that, I think that, that I feel like that, that goes to to speak to like ego versus, you know, the soul. It's like, if you are judging somebody else for how they carry themselves or whatever the fuck they're doing in their life, you, that ain't it, friend. You know, you haven't, you, you really are not um, on that path to enlightenment or whatever it is. It's like, it's a continuous experience. It's not a destination. It's recognizing that, you know, I need what I need. And, you know, you know me, I'm a spiritualist and all of this list of things. So um, I work on this a lot. I see this a lot. I have dealt with this my whole life and stepping away from the religion that I was brought up into. And a lot of the same points that you're hitting about, you know, the way you carry yourself, the way, you know, your ideas about sex, your everything has been implanted and it's not, um, natural it's not my natural function you know all of these things are like "Mm, I'm looking sideways at everybody now (laughs) I'm looking sideways at everybody I'm looking sideways at everything because I'm like this doesn't really no that seems like a system of oppression it seems like a system of control it seems like you know all, all of the things that it seems like colonialism it seems like Uh, you name it you name it that's those are the things that it triggers in me and I'm like you know what no I don't want that um I'm very interested in our relationship with nature our relationship with the planet that we live on the solar system that we live in um and I don't believe that any of those things are separate. You were talking about a higher power I don't believe that that is separate from us I don't believe that you know I've can't speak to whatever keeps me moving that I need to ask someone else for permission to do so we were given it was given it was given period to all of us nobody's more elite or better or more worthy given period yeah it dwells within Right. And how you access that, how you work with it, that's your fucking business. And it's not about anybody else. And it's not about what so-and-so don't believe and what they going through and whatever. It's not about that at all for me. And so that was the really big turnoff for me with religion is that we're so concerned about what everybody else is fucking doing that we're neglecting the work that we actually need to be doing. And what are you giving back to this creation? 
that created you? How are you engaged with this creation that has created you and how that sits on top of my sexuality and my freedom? You know, my freedom to fucking enjoy anything I want to enjoy. Like you were saying, it's like, you know, that's in the way. That is really in the way. The shame, the guilt, the martyrdom, like I said before, whatever else you want to put on that list, those things are seriously like, I don't know. They're binders. They are binders. They're meant to constrict. They're meant to don't look over there. Don't access the shit you already know. By all means, don't do that. You better go ask somebody else if that's okay. All of that. You know, you said some key words there like um, colonialism. Um, It acts as a system of control. Mm -hmm. And I definitely got that sense of control because of um, I felt like, oh, like, like this is not making sense to me. You know, I am the person uh, growing up. I was a prolific reader. I am a prolific reader. I would be sitting in charge reading, reading. My mother would be in a choir and she would have the usher tap me on my shoulder and say, look up. And my mom would be in the choir pointing her foot, her finger down, like put that book down, put that book down. Okay. Yeah. Um, And speaking and I'm speaking in the context for all of the listeners, this is a friendly space. You know, you apply on yourself, you apply to your situation. I'm speaking from a Black woman, um, being in the church, in a Southern Baptist church. The level of shame that is utilized um, was something that, as I grew older, was such a turnoff. Oh, my gosh. And it's crazy, right? Because I I started to connect it out fairly early. And my mother is a consummate Southern Baptist woman. You know, she's a Southern Baptist woman. Uh, We went to church first Sunday, second Sunday, third Sunday, fourth Sunday, fifth Sunday. Hey, if it was fifth Sunday in the month, we had that weekend off with chilling. You know, Uh, she raised her family in the church no shade because from that i also have this connectivity to old school gospel i i love the new artists yeah they bought they hit but throw on me some southern canton spirituals throw on me some that old school um mississippi mass choir walk up come oh, on in but that's i feel like that those are closer to the spirituals that were sung you know what I mean? So we go mm-hmm. back, you're getting closer and closer to ancestral. what was brought at our ancestral spirit, that song, those um, you know, the 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 chants, the spells, the all of those things. And it was not rooted in this Bible. And it wasn't rooted in this, you know, uh, system, this closed system of you can only behave a certain way in order to get to heaven instead of, um, for me, 
the trials and tribulations of life and the joys and all of those experiences that we have, those are heaven and hell as we describe them in one place because it's the worst shit you can possibly fucking imagine that you could go through in this body and you're going to get some sort of reward when you die if and only if you've been a good person and Uh, somebody else you know and only if yeah so so working within that concept and i'm just like you know what y'all do whatever at this point (laughs) fucking kids like this doesn't make any sense like working towards this reward that may or may not fucking be there how about you just be a good person right you're here right now what are you contributing to this lifetime what are you giving And it's mostly those religious people who are sitting in judgment about everybody the fuck else. And that drives drives me batty. And it's also like, who the fuck died and left you in charge? Sit down somewhere. Sit down. Why you over here also being raggedy as fuck and ain't telling nobody about it. Listen, like, you know, and we know the stories about the the Catholic Church. We know that these babies were getting fucking molested all of this time. And I'm very sensitive about that because I would burn this fucking building down. Do you understand what I'm telling you? <laughs> like, Absolutely. you better call Jesus today because. Absolutely. Or even like the recent hoopla about Beyonce's church girl. Right. <laughs> and that deals directly with women who are in the church and we still have sexuality being in the church being faithful to your faith does not ex out or exclude you the fact that you are a sexual being it doesn't because they shall be expecting folk to be laying up having all these babies without birth control Girl, and not only that, what brought it into perspective, once again, that from that Southern Baptist tradition, a small town, and another friend shared this with me, um, not all, but a lot of pastors, deacons of the church, sisters, whoever, they were not living a quote-unquote godly life outside the church. I'm from the thought process, you know, we all got, we all got stuff we working towards to be a better person. However, the, to think that you pontificate from the pulpit every Sunday, um, particularly in a very, I'm highly sensitive to issues surrounding women and these roles and these expectations that have been placed on us. I'm highly, I'm highly like, if you want to fight, with me you want to fight you want to fight with me <clears throat> do not say your god-given role is to do it if you want to fight with me you know um so i'm highly sensitive to that and i'm highly sensitive to the shaming that went on in the church from let i'm just that, gonna point out this this leadership it's still going on absolutely they, they have 
they have not stopped. These these cats are still out here on these streets talking this shit, doing this thing, and folks is eating it up. And that's fine. Y'all do whatever you want to do. Um, but holding other people to those uh, to those to those things, that's 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 not it, friend. Yeah. Yeah, and that's what church girl comes in. So um I just remember something being told to me and we had this younger pastor back home. Everybody loved going. He he was he was a great orator in the pulpit. He could bring the house down, raise the spirit, whatever. He was a hoe in the streets. Hey. Oh, a hoe. And I'm for one, it is no whole shaming up here because baby, if you don't tap into your whole moments, hey. you might need something. You might like some sexual development you gonna miss some shit you gonna miss some shit and you're gonna end up well let me go ahead with your story i'll put a pin in that you might end up regretting some things later on um because everybody's been taught this is what to be expected and you're trying to um, live by these rules but anyway it was an older woman I mean older she may have been like 80 or in her 80s at best maybe and this is going to be a graphic statement y'all and she was in because at the church everybody sat around and talked and then you, you meander on home this is what goes down outside on the church grounds you know everybody's exchanging gossip blah 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 blah, blah. she says the pastors did get hard too. Hey. I say ain't not a truer damn statement been made. It ain't a truer statement been made. And that's the, like for me, it's like, hold up, Miss Patty. Let's 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 dive in with that because you know, ain't no bullshit in here. It's like the one thing, this is probably the one thing sex it's how we all almost all of us all almost all of us that's how we fucking got here <laughs> and you mean to tell me we ain't supposed to do it we're not supposed to do it we're not no. supposed to enjoy it not women. But it feels so good. <laughs> <laughs> so you mean to tell me the thing that we have been, we didn't even have to manufacture it. Like this is not something we had to manufacture. And which for me goes into this whole thing about spirituality and healing and all of these things. We were given the tools before any of this modern shit that we have right now, we were already given the tools. And those are the exact shits that we are denying every single day. That's the exact fucking magic that we are suppressing every single day. And it's our most powerful form of being, which is crazy to me. It's crazy to me that we are not supposed to enjoy this. It doesn't make sense. It don't add up, beloved. Why? Like, well, I mean, that thought process definitely, 
I think in a more European standard, Eurocentric standard of living, that definitely helped to find define this this nation that we live in, right? Mm -hmm. um, we're not going to speak of the Western nations who, um, for centuries upon centuries before Christ, after Christ, engaged in concubines, where their role and their their responsibility was to learn the depths and the arts of, of the sexual prowess and utilize that. I mean, it would make sense to be an expert. <laughs> utilize that. But here we have is now standard, um, once again, Eurocentric. Right. But think about Eurocentric, the sense of control. Let's think about mm -hmm. men. We've spoken of it very briefly, but just recent. In the last several decades, women have been able to own property. Women have been able to get credit cards in their name, have money right. in their without men, right? So if you have this level- 1976, of, what was it? 1974, yeah, and I was born- 74, and I was born in 78. So <clears throat> we talking about our grandmamas, middle-aged, Mm -hmm. getting their freedom or whatever you want to call it and then our mothers still being raised under you know born and raised like my mother was born during segregation so 1956 she was born and schools were just then getting segregated so perspective for people who are not black indigenous people of color this shit is not as far back as y'all be thinking it is. My parents you know, went to segregated high school. It's one fucking generation. <laughs> Two. Yeah. Easily. If, my we, mom, if we get sassy, you know what yeah. I'm saying? My mom was born in 53. My dad was born in 51. Mm. And they were in South Georgia. They went to Washington High School, which was a segregated high school. Mm -hmm. And that later became the elementary school, uh, but it since has closed and, you know, whatever they have built down, but it's not that long ago, right? No. And just women in autonomy, having their own, which control, which gives us more control of our lives because sex wasn't right. It was and it, and, and up to this day still, like we still have this same bullshit ass rhetoric going on. And that is for, you know, this is something we uh, give to men and it's something that they collect and it's they're celebrated for having sex for the first time. And women, what happens to us? You know, what happens to us? Oh, mm. you know, yes. I was sitting at a show not too long ago. And I think I told you this uh, before, but. And I was sitting across from the gentleman and this show is very risque and it's it's like they're pushing boundaries. I'm so proud of this troupe that they're called the Exodus Ensemble. They're not paying me to drop this, but y'all need to check them out on, on Instagram. They are so dope. Um, and these are some really incredibly beautiful young people who are doing some really beautiful work surrounding breaking down these stigmas that we have. And so, you know, you're part of the experience when you go. And I was sitting across from a gentleman and the topic of sex came up and he was just flustered and he was like, you know, and it was to deal with like a 15, 16 year old girl. And um, 
he was surprised to find out that she'd had sex and he's just like, oh my God, not my daughter. And I was like, oh, y'all make the best hoes. Go on and keep saying that. <laughs> Please keep saying that because y'all, y'all make the best hoes. And so, and he's, what do you mean? And I'm like, you'll find out. <laughs> Welcome. Because constraint, because it operates as a, a no, not operate as, it is an element of control, right? So all of these constraints that are being placed upon particularly female children. Let me go back to that same story I just shared where the older ladies say the pastors did get hard. That statement tells me, number one, I'm down where you're right. That is the truth. But what that also shared with me, men were entitled to sex. Just because he was a pastor doesn't mean he should not have sex. Right. Men are entitled to it. Entitled to it. Entitled entitled to it. And they don't think that they should have to pay for it either. And this is, that kind of confuses me because even if we want to go back to Euro Euro standards, uh, Eurocentric standards, um, women are expensive. Why do you think salaries was paid you know you are getting for the lack of a better word a commodity right now back in that day and still today depending on what you choose and how you choose to operate in your life and um i followed this this divorce lawyer on tiktok which said it perfectly um there was a recent tiktok going around bring back the women who rub bats and and pat lunches this divorce lawyer stitched it, going back to the concept of commodity. He stitched it. He's saying, this is why alimony exists. Because, see, that's a value. That's a value. Packing lunches, maintaining a household, raising children, there's a value. So there is a exchange of goods and services for lifestyle. If you want a homemade, because women tend to make homes. Right. You are and, they, and, and and the man is not intending on making a home. The man is not intending on ripping and running through these streets, making sure the kids go to football practice, making sure the kids go to baseball practice, making sure the kids have snacks and things, making sure they ain't dehydrated, making sure. They're not doing that. They're not planning that. And I'm not saying it's a distinctly feminine thing to do, but I'm saying in this dynamic that we're talking about, yeah, that's some shit that they're not conditioned to be doing because they're worried about themselves. It's only themselves. They're thinking about themselves. They're thinking about their own pleasure. They're thinking about what you can do for them when they get home after they've been doing their little work all day, pushing their little pencil, making their little music, making your little, doing your little engineering project or whatever the fuck are you over there doing? Tinkling in the yard. Uh, all the while not thinking about what goes into actually running the home. Yeah, you paid for the home. That's that's cute. That's basic shit. Also. That is basic because for everyone listening, if you're not in a committed relationship, whether that is a monogamous relationship a heterosexual monogamous relationship, heterosexual same-sex relationship, poly, whatever. Being an individual, you still gonna have to pay for your home. Mm-hmm. You still gonna have to pay for your house and somewhere to live. 
<laughs> like, <laughs> oh, it's basic, you know, like Maslow's hierarchy of need. The hey. basic level is, you know, food, water, and shelter. Right. And this is, yes. And this is some shit that I hear all the time. So, you know, going through the erotic blueprints and having to practice and having to be in these forums and talk to folks and, you know, a couple of the other groups that I'm in. And we are having these deep conversations about, you know, what constitutes. Uh, like the energy exchange you know and and a lot of how folks really don't think that they're paying air quotes for sex you know and it's like men have conversations with women to get sex they don't actually listen to women they don't actually love women i'm saying it out the fuck loud and i don't care who's listening if you're listening and you're offended please do some shadow work surrounding that we'll tell you how the end of this episode <laughs> we'll get to that part because if you feel in some kind of way or you're offended by what i've just said that's where your work needs to have happen because you think women are property and you think you're entitled to whatever women have to offer without giving anything in exchange you are easily fucking replaceable if all you think you offer is a place for somebody to live at this point, women are so fucking fed up. They want to be living in communes together, raising their kids. They don't want to be bothered with no, with no dicks. And that's Amen. a sad state of affairs, y'all. <laughs> Get your shit together. Amen. You know? And leaning on the crutch of, oh, it's society. That's how it is. Mm -mm, fuck off. Fuck that shit. Fuck that shit. Get your life together. Now that you are aware do better. You do. And before we go further, for those who may be new to us, can I give you a brief, can you give a brief description of shadow work? So shadow work is really just kind of looking um, at what's going on in, in your life and the things that you might feel shamed about. So I have a lot of things going on right now. The work that I'm doing is in direct relation to my mother. We had a falling out a long time ago. It's been about four years, I would say. We've been estranged. And so a lot of the things that I'm working on right now are a lot of the traits that were just conditioned in me so that I don't pass them on and looking at how they affect my life, how they have affected me coming into my marriage, how they rejected me while I'm raising my children. And if I can turn that stone and say, hey, you know what? I see this. This is part of what I've been doing that has been causing a lot of discomfort and strife and, and shit in my relationships. So it's not just my um, romantic partnership, it's every single relationship and like how those things have affected me. And you can do this with any uh, thing in your life. So you name it, if you've got addiction, if you've got like whatever it is, you can start working on these things and, and start changing the tone and start turning the stone and saying, hey, you know what? This doesn't fit for me anymore. And it's breaking down um, limited beliefs. You know, it's uh, addressing your your shit, <laughs> basically. Car is it Carl Young? 
Jungian yeah. like psychology. Yeah. So it's a lot of that. So a lot of people call it magic or whatever the fuck it is. But it, you know, you know what we're talking about. You know, it's self-analyzation that analytical things. So you're analyzing yourself. And I realized that there are a lot of people in the world who never analyze themselves and so they they stay in this comfort in this safety zone of uh, oh they're robots and they are concerned with breakfast lunch and dinner and you know creating that cookie cutter life that they were told was supposed to be the norm and it was you know comfort is the enemy of growth and I hate Uh, to say enemy but it's the antithesis of growth so the more comfortable you are which yeah you can be comfortable in yourself comfortable enough to ask be curious and ask questions of yourself comfortable enough to to take accountability and say hey you know what I think I need to kind of change that and especially if somebody points it out to you and you know I don't believe that people are as ignorant as they like to play that they are they're not I don't give people the benefit of the doubt in that way I just don't and I and you know that might be a personal fucking flaw but I hold people accountable I hold you to your standard listen you can tell me some okie doke one time one maybe two times and I might even feel sorry for you for a minute, but I'm also not going to let you fucking slide. I'm not going to let you sit here and continue to do this behavior when I know that you're aware of it now. And the reason I know you're aware is because I have fucking told you. So let's go ahead and get that shit together. Absolutely. So in essence, everyone, shadow work is mental health work. And basically, <laughs> that's what it is. <laughs> It's mental health work, you know, figuring out your stuff. And for me, um, we opened this speaking about spirituality and how it has um, impacted my sexuality, my sexual expression. Mm -hmm. I did a lot of work in my 20s around limited beliefs Mm -hmm. or behavior, correct behavior. Um, a lady don't do that or a lady don't do this and blah, 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 blah. Um, I started to explore my body. I started to buy sex toys. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, and my first sex toy was very minor, minute. It was the bullet, you know, um, something very, just very tiny. I was- that was one of my first sex toys too, the bullet. <laughs> <laughs> and the rabbit, the one with the ear. With the two. <laughs> with the two. Okay. Absolutely. And when I started utilizing those toys for myself, that particular toy, I actually experienced my first orgasm. And I was in my early 20s self-stimulated orgasm it didn't take it because if you know anything about the bullet it, it was um, the pre-version of now the rose right it's the pre-version of the rose and if y'all don't know what the rose is 
<laughs> please get your life and get please you get one. get your life and get you one i just got a new vibrator not too long ago because you know my life be listen i didn't woe up in batteries anyway uh, <laughs> i'm sorry no, I'm laughing because I remember a couple of years ago where I just progressed from by the battery operated toys. So I need to plug in like because this is just I'm going through too many. I'm going through too many. <laughs> too many. Like I should do like this <laughs> review. Like it's like the vibrator graveyard in here. I'm no. going through too many. I'm like you know, God, Damn, damn. And when they are not batteries, you are angry. Like this should have angry. angry. Like but now I have one with a little charger and it does the thing. And even then, my my homegirl was like, nah, girl, you need to go back to the old day. Plug that shit into the wall. To get yes. your life together. <laughs> and I'm just like, you know what? Those little wands, the wand, ooh. The one I have that the like wand. That one. I have uh, the wand. <laughs> yeah. With so the it, long cord. That long. To the wall. The, the power is always where you need it to be at. You know, because it's yes. nothing going to the, the TV remote to get those batteries out. Because this ain't working with me right now. <laughs> 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 TV Oh, the TV batteries. <laughs> Shit, man. It's, there's nothing like it. Honestly, it's it's really um it's really like huh freeing because you know, that's one of the other things that's really kind of taboo among uh, the sex like having sex and things is the idea that toys are going to ruin it for you or like you know whatever it's like we've all had a dance partner who couldn't dance come on <laughs> <laughs> like we have all had that even like and and I think it goes into like people not knowing what pleasures them truly because they can't really get into that space and be vulnerable and say hey you know what I know what you saw on porn but that doesn't make me feel good no I don't I don't like that no and it and it's never it, it's always taken as a slight or as a as a bash to the male ego if a woman okay. says that to them that they don't like a certain thing it's like oh you know, and, and I've had this experience where my partner was like, oh, you find, I found out that I'm doing it all wrong. It's not that you're fucking doing it all wrong. Somebody might like it, this shit. You can go find them. It just don't <laughs> work. That I'm not saying, I'm saying that I don't like this. I'm not saying that it's wrong for all of time. I'm saying <laughs> I don't like this. Now quit taking shit personal and do what I like to do. <laughs> But it's, it's funny you say that because porn, you know, I definitely, as I said before, I watch porn. It is entertainment um, and I enjoy porn. But over the years, some of the biggest porn stars and the biggest porn production companies were headed up by women, Jim, Jenna Jameson for once. And 
One of the reasons of cause of that, because one out of every three women watch porn, people, the research shows one out of every three women watch porn, particularly with the advent of the internet, and you can safely watch it in your house without Absolutely. Any other- I'm going to tell you, like, I I used to be so afraid of, like, watching porn because I was like, oh, my God, they're going to think of me poorly or whatever. But, you know, in the last six, seven, eight years, I've really been diving in deep and been like, you know what? Mm -hmm. I see what's going on here. (laughs) I see what's going on here. And there's some porn that I really enjoy. But there's also, I, I actually, like, very well thought out porn and there's a lot of porn going on with uh some some women who are making women who are making some really beautiful porn these days and I'm like yes y'all yes please because again it's us adding our voice to these industries that are you know people are assuming that these women are are just subjecting themselves to this and they're they're trafficked or whatever but there's a lot of porn where this is consensual behavior this is you know women are signing up for this and our that's their business and folks need to be entertained it's a job it is a job also it is one of the oldest jobs again because sex was not just invented it wasn't just invented it, this has been all of time that sex has been a thing, y'all. So stop pretending like, oh, oh, it was just invented and oh my God, and they're just, oh, women are being taken advantage of. Well, that might be the case in some cases, yes. But on the whole, no, that is not the case. Women are allowed to fucking enjoy sex. They're allowed to enjoy porn. They're allowed to enjoy letting other people watch them have sex too. And that's the point I was prepared to make about Jenna Jameson. I remember when she was at the top of her fame and I remember when she developed her production company and one of her highest rated videos was when she did with her current husband at that time. And the whole thought process, she was in love. They were in love. And that translated so beautifully in that video with her husband. And so when women are looking at porn, as you just eloquently spoke, it is a beautiful um concept that they're looking for is not pound town you know they're looking for the sensualness the touching it is a different element that is drawing their attention so that's why these women who are making this beautiful porn is making it from a perception of a woman and what a woman wants right and what some women want because obviously you know we can speak to all all facets of women it's yeah I some women want that whole sensual romance type thing some women like that dom top sub thing BDSM some women really like that and then uh, like I'm anxious to see women start playing with those concepts too because of how it can look where it's not just you know a man slapping a woman around because he fucking hates women and is calling it BDSM. You know, it's, there's a difference. There's a real difference in how, um, in, in how it's presented when it, 
comes from women who are fully embodied in who they are. Absolutely. And they're not ashamed of like the harmful rhetoric that's coming. And I think that this is the shit that is so harmful to our daughters in saying that you can't have sex and not on my watch and this and that other. How about we educate our daughters on how their body works and maybe they ain't finna be running outside having sex because they ain't gonna have to go nowhere. They're going to know how to take care of themselves. They're not going to be depending on a man to tell them what the fuck is good about their body or to tell them how to fuck to enjoy it. Fuck off. I know it sounds like I'm man bashing right now and I want y'all to know I'm not man bashing at this time. I'm just like fully invested in the fact that this shit is still happening. I'm invested in dismantling it for myself. I'm invested in dismantling it for my daughter and also for my son, because he needs to also know, don't you get out in these streets embarrassing. Okay. And (laughs) I'm going back to what I know, because once again, research shows um, young adults, young teenagers, who tend to know their body, engage in masturbation, actually put off intercourse longer. They self-gratification, right? I, I don't know. I need to pull that article up. I don't know if it takes away the stigma, but I'm not mm-hmm. looking for somebody else to give me something, particularly because now I know my body. I know how it works. I can kind of reach this pinnacle myself. So I'm not looking for you to feel mm-hmm. a physical need and I'm also not looking to serve a need from and I'm speaking in the terms of heterosexual right now as a young lady even is, then even either either I think this is across the board so whether you're it hetero, is across the board like, I'm speaking from my experience in yeah. terms of being this young woman who's looking to be validated by this this man alright y'all <laughs> Hi guys, we just want to let you guys know our last session was going on and on and on. It's requiring us to break it up into two parts. So please come back and listen to the second part. It was (laughs) too good to stop at the moment where we stopped it at. Right. Like, we we went a little deep. (laughs) We went a little hard. And I hope that you all will bear with us, but um the pleasure temple y'all is up and running fully <laughs> and here we are in our full glory <laughs> so catch part two next week thank you yeah.